0: Jobs, jobs is like, it sucks you have to work that hard. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think they both worked as hard.
1: Yeah. But just, it's a difference. Well, yeah, I was going to say, Buffett doesn't even give. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. And then the second <laughs> bit is, people just flock to jobs and you can't logically understand fucking why. Mm. And then he beats you in the exam for 12 years straight and you just, fuck it. I and don't he's think adding, he's an evil guy. No. And, at he, all. and he's adding them all together. He's like, yeah. that doesn't work. That doesn't yeah. work. That doesn't work. And then, oh, well, it looks like you've just bought the whole supply chain. <laughs>
2: G'day everyone, welcome to Sci-Fi, where we delve into psychology and find out some interesting things about interesting people. Tom, Tom, how are you both doing? Pretty good. good how are you? So i get stuck straight into this week. Uh, Carl Jung. What do we know about Carl Jung, Tom?
0: More importantly, I've liked the random advertisements I get on these weird psychologist pages.
2: It <laughs> follows no
0: pattern whatsoever.
3: Mm. Why
0: what do it? I want to buy a tape measure from Bunnings when I'm reading
1: about Jung? Why don't... Americans have Zinger burgers.
2: <laughs> that's a more important topic. Maybe it's just your advertising habits. They just think that you're just a tape measure guy. Oh, I am a what bit of a fixer.
1: What have you been searching?
2: I like building things.
1: It is remarketing. So whatever you've been looking at. Pandora. I is, don't even own any Pandora. It, it's linked.
0: God, I don't understand how this world works. What's this? Uh, Spotify makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: that's a whole other psychology <laughs> thing for another time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Carl Jung. Well, I was learning my lesson from last week. He has an interesting childhood that directly relates to a lot of the work that he did in his psychological findings. Mm-hmm. So Switzerland, you know, grew up in the 30s, 40s, 50s, well, 20s, 30s, 40s. Um, bit of a distressed mother and a very religious pastor as a father in a yeah, impoverished family, let's say that, which is interesting because he then goes on a lot to talk about ancestral shared memory and shared consciousness. So he's clearly got, and and a lot about symbology actually and how the human race is very similar. So he's got a lot of influence from his father's religious beliefs and symbology, but watching his mother do weird things and obviously be a little bit distressed with her, her brain works and trying to understand What's going on with that? And I like that he's at school and they talk about him having two personalities at school, you know, like the classic schoolboy and then the distinguished intell- intellect, which I found interesting. Um, some of the stuff that I like about him is uh, most people know he worked very closely in the early days with Freud, um, but then really diverged in their thinking um, quite dramatically. Um, so the two things that I really like about Jung is the shared consciousness idea and the ancestral shared. Um, being. So you have things from past ancestors um, ingrained in you at a conscious or a subconscious level that forms part of who you are and how you act actually, which I think is incredibly interesting. Um, and that he definitely believes that your your behavior is a direct cause of both your past experience and your future aspirations. Mm. Whereas Freud was very much its past experience in particular, how you grew up as a child and therefore, you know, your underlying sexual subconscious traits um so i feel, feel like in that regard jung was a little bit more progressive um the other thing that i like is the way that he talks about the archetypes so there's this concept of archetypes where you have your persona which is the outward facing version of yourself you have yourself which is the real version of yourself and not many people know much about that and then you have the dark side which is a bunch of other underlying traits that are counter to yourself So, I mean, there's a few other things we'll talk about, but they're the the things that I found interesting that relate to what we do.
2: Military doctor as well. Another Mm. person who'd served.
0: Just that era. They're always tied to something military like Mm.
1: World War II. the, um, The military allowed you to, whatever side you're on, see the difference between chaos and order, which is where Sigmund and Freud and Carl Jung stop talking to each other hmm so it's Freud friday we, have we? we haven't done yeah there's a whole of, there's a whole netflix show on Freud now i'm watching the that the father of psychoanalysts yeah and he carl jung was like his sith apprentice or however you want to look at it yeah and then they stopped talking to each other the reason they stopped talking to each other was a fundamental difference on um uh sexual uh drive in your psychology. Like a really, really simple way of putting it. Um I don't know, I think it's called the Eederpool myth or it's something similar where the dude um gets the gets the misunderstanding of his sexual drive and kills his father and marries his mother. Hmm. And that's the actual failure of it. Like you're breaking the laws uh, and then all of the psychology that then cripples you unconsciously from that is really bad. Um, which means that uh, Freud sort of says that everyone is this unconscious beast that's driven by libido. And uh, you if you develop a positive relationship with the same sex parent, rather than using your attraction to the opposite sex parent, which is really, when you think about it, constrained, um, you're successful in building your character or your temperament or however you want to consider you becoming your whole self Mm. whereas carl Jung was really interesting because he goes nuts it's way older than that so um what does that mean if it's way older than that it means that if you think about if you've ever read any of Carl Jung's books, everything is about things like archetypes or words like animus Mm -hmm. or words like, if you ever played Assassin's Creed, animus, you go back in time, looking into your DNA, think about that for a second. Mm. Um, What he's saying is that your actual foundational becoming conscious is built off the idea that combines not only your uh, biology, it combines your neurology and it combines your personality and experience. So all of those things come together, but none of those things are sexual. Mm. And what that means is that if you read a lot of, well, what it means in the the first instance, the reason why they stopped talking to each other was this. One of them hated religion and the other one didn't hate religion. One of them found religion uh, as the Bible of psychology before People really wrote anything down other than just the stories so and Carl jung is a firm believer that um, the ideal of christ right which is the judge in the new testament he is a firm believer that the revelations book got added because there was too much positivity mm. and never anything about the dragon why is it, why does this all make sense um the real the real simple way of putting it is that Carl jung pretty much says that you are a complete control of you becoming conscious and that journey is the hero journey and that journey is the same journey that's been repeated across thousands and thousands and thousands of years, which is you can constantly choose between going around in this circle where you can upgrade and address the dragon, fight it and establish order, then go into chaos again, learn from your mistake and then grow again. Um, and that's where they fundamentally differed. Whereas the other guy said... Yeah, Freud was more like your
0: path is set based on how you were brought up.
1: Well, I think what the real... There's no real difference. I, this is why I think... Um, and this is what I, I sort of I'll address. I'll finish it really quickly because it's getting too complex, but and mm. I don't know enough. But the simple thing is that Freud diagnosed the problem. Young mm. established a, a, a long, old way mm. of possibly solving the problem that you can solve yourself without it speaking to a psychiatrist and then related it to all of these texts that already said it. So some of the things that Freud says are really, you'll find in philosophy. Mm. You'll find across history and you'll find all these things. Now, what does that mean though? It means he wasn't famous. Well, yeah, that was one of the defining things. Wasn't it? People don't uh, people yeah. don't fucking understand, understand him. Yeah. And if, you're, if you've got the, it's like the, it's like the, we have now, right? We go bring it back to us. Yeah. Everyone knows what a job board company does. No one can understand what the hell we're doing which is yeah. creating jobs which is the actual problem.
3: Yeah,
1: And you, the job board company would probably be known in history. Um, I can and, just imagine if Carl Jung had to start a website
2: yeah. it would be the most complicated website as opposed to Freud's. Probably the most effective though. Well,
1: <laughs> you know, um, the real interesting thing is the the when it relates to his personality the guy was an introverted visionary. Mm. So, you know, he's also not going to get up and big note himself. But... You know, someone like um, most, I would say, psychoanalysts avoid Carl Jung still because Sigmund Freud is its the real thing. But he's just identifying the problem. Whereas, like, effectively, the way Jung describes his consciousness was, I know that both my parents were just fallible and human. So... The mischief's release and I work out that I am also fallible and human. And I realized that at age eleven. I tell you when I realized it, I didn't realize it till age twenty-five. So uh really, really simple all those other things that I did in my life, although complex and chaotic, didn't help me realize it. Mm. Here's where I realized it. When my legs didn't want to play the game and I didn't want to live anymore, no one came to help. My parents that were infallible don't know what to do. So then I had to get myself through it. And then once I got myself through it, they would say things like, I'll just run it off or how's your cute little lemonade shop business going? Sure. So all of a sudden you're seeing them as humans and not as figures. Uh, and that was like 25. And then all of a sudden then you could improve your development. So I, I'm a, what, what am I getting to? I'm a firm believer in Carl Jung's theory
0: yeah i'm a big i'm a big fan i think i like the link to biology um you know biology always says what can happen will happen and he's talking about the shadow side which is your animal instincts that you can revert to but you don't really know why you have those instincts no one trained you in those instincts you didn't you know you you might have learned some of them from your experiences growing up but fundamentally they sit inside yourself Mm. um from how how we are put together
1: yeah like so if you take a like say the three concepts where you've got your shadow integration like your shadow that drives you right that's the fool mm-hmm. like that's all like why would you fucking do that that's oh, right he uses the terminology
0: of like um negative yeah and, and i just energy. did it what do you yeah, mean yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, what yeah. did you
1: jump off the bridge for well yeah. everyone else was jumping off the bridge and yeah. you know, yeah, i just yeah, felt yeah. natural jump off the bridge and then you got the animus so they're a very thing like surviving in the animus me and all of my mum's brothers are exactly the same so i just have to avoid what they mean and you can see why we're the same mm. And then you talk about the archetype. Well based off um, becoming conscious early and having a problem that you can aim at, the archetype and becoming more conscious is, is sort of sort of happening naturally. I think I like how he links to future aspiration too. Like
0: if you don't have the ability at your stage in life to think about where you want to be, it can limit your ability to enhance the skills that you have. I'm talking we're talking mm. psychologically, like mentally.
1: Yeah, the other thing about Kyle you're, he comes from a whole family of visionaries, so. Yeah, yeah, they, but they, like
0: it links back to really basic things in self-help guides that people don't really understand where they come from, like setting goals, like setting goals well, like, is a, is a the real arbitrary way of.
1: The Simon sneak phenomenon was pretty interesting about yeah, five years ago, yeah, where it went from, oh, start with why, which is pretty much if you have something to aim at, then be the hero and go on the journey, but the next, the next, he sort of ran out of content, so. Yeah. He started to meet all these veterans that were all like, and he's aware enough, like if you think about his time span, he's probably sitting at like five, he's aware enough to see that these dudes are more psychologically developed.
0: The veterans. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And this is what their actual problem is with integration. The They're more psychologically developed. like, and that's, that doesn't mean their attitude is sky high. Everyone like stop thinking That's, that's, that's the sort of talk, but why are they more psychologically developed? Well, they were from a better tribe. Why does the tribe work that way? And then everything that he does is just like a fucking like pulls mm. apart all of the symbols. Um, and you bring it back and it's just the same story again. Right? It's the same journey. They just accelerate your hero challenge, hero full challenge, mm. hero full challenge journey again and again and again um, until you hit like a quantum and you can't do it anymore. How do you think
2: this concept of the shadow, as in the personality that you have your alter ego which you have to choose to be evil or not evil do you think people need to be aware of that and do people think people are conscious of it it's not necessarily
1: evil it's between order and chaotic mm. the two different things yeah evil's quite extreme yeah so like um which you can do chaotic things that someone could say was that in malice which would then make it quite evil but mm. the way i would describe is what i just did mm. for me it's the hero and the fool that's the same thing and you've seen me be the fool on the piss and then a, and a, I guess a composed hero in a board meeting if I need to be. They're very different people. They're almost two different people. I also talk to between, between the two of them. That's probably a problem.
0: So actually on the on the piss is a good example because your question is like, do people realize? Yep. And I, so I think there's a group of people so, who don't realize that that's a thing.
2: Until they get drunk. Then they
0: get on the piss, and, but that's who they are. And it kind of mm. comes out, right? Because your persona drops. Well, that's just
1: the chaos persona.
0: That's right. Mm. Uh, but then there are people that are aware of it who go,
1: I could do this,
0: but that would be chaotic. Maybe I don't want to do that.
1: Yeah.
0: And then there's probably people that do, I do mm. want to do that and are consciously chaotic.
1: And I think the idea is you have to bring them as close together as possible. How much, well, you, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: How much do you think of all those concepts came from Carl Jung's own childhood? I think he's probably of everyone that we looked at, he's the most reflective of his childhood, and understands consciously all these small, insignificant events in a lot of people's lives, like when he got pushed over at school, and how that helped influenced his whole. The dude came out of the Matrix at like 11. <laughs> <laughs> it's true.
1: Like who the Like so, obviously he's a very, very intelligent person. Like you. Um, well, he we had a highly chaotic parent, mother, and a highly orderly father that was also visionary, which is quite interesting it's very hard to have an orderly person, right? So if you think of super orderly people, they don't look that far ahead. They're too busy too busy organizing everything. Whereas disorderly people generally think far ahead and get lost in their imagination. Um, and one of the interesting things is that he goes, well, every child has a better relationship with their mother but I, because of a whole bunch of things, but she's super chaotic. Mm. So I had a better connection with my father, which is pretty interesting. So his concept of order and chaos was played out in front of him. But in order for him to be that visionary, both parents were probably highly visionary with long time spans, which means he saw the creative genius likely within his mother at certain points Mm. that was also reflected in his father. So if both people have creative geniuses and both people are orderly, I can be super orderly if I want to. It freaks Chelsea out, right? It really freaks her out. I can organize things. That's your wife, yeah. It freaks Ben Hughes out. (laughs) <laughs> when I organized a whole unit cost in five seconds for a customer, they had about 18 different cost lines. So, how did you do
2: that? And that's our finance guy.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's, but, he's very orderly. <laughs> but he, but like, so that's the thing though. So then you start to realize that maybe everyone can be mm. both and everyone is both. So I think that sort of foundationally made it pretty obvious. And because he was conscious early, the idea of having sexual drives um, uh, removed is pretty interesting. The other idea that's really interesting is he sort of backed the stories of religion but maybe not religion itself. So one of the things that's really interesting is well I think he backed
0: the, the actual underlying stories. So stories yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So one of the things like so he ingrained that the, the story like religion was initially set up not to be pathological. Yeah, that's right. That's a huge huge difference in what people think religion is. It is the it was the ability to share stories that crossed over time. And if you read the books like end to end, like, it's pretty, like for the Bible, for example, it's pretty fucking... Um, there's a lot of elemental truths or archetypes that you see playing out yeah. again and again and again. And that's why they're still around to this day. Um, but you can see things that like... Um, like the Freud thing that's had an aspect on religion and stuff. But yeah.
0: I like the stuff about the family. I would say that... So aside from like a lot of people do like, how did I end up the way that I am? So he's definitely done that. But I reckon he's also done why did my parents end up the way they are? And if you ask the same set of questions about how did my dad grow up? How did my mum grow up? And you're looking back ancestrally like that as well, that mm. also impacts on how you um, have turned out. That's another level of not looking forward, like time span wise, mm. but trying to really figure out three
1: layers back why you ended up the way you were. Yeah, so he didn't look back at all, which what Stephen and Freud would do. He looked forward. So if you read any of these books, I've tried to read one I can't read. <laughs> um, you'll notice that he's like well here's a human story mm. and everyone will be like oh it's like stand up comedians oh yeah 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 like that makes sense and he goes and here's the problem and then here's the solution like the guy's level of thinking was he could and one of the, the interesting concepts of him compared to other one i just make him a visionary firm believer in uh, using lucid dreams mm and talking to people in your lucid dreams. So I speaking to your conscious and subconscious or unconscious uh, was uh, a healthy thing to do to understand um, why you're doing it. And some of the interesting stories about it are like helping people in treatment, clinical treatment, um, and helping them go into dreams and then speak to things in their dreams rather than avoid them um, is pretty interesting.
2: What do you both think of the way that modern psychology has taken on some of Jung's theories? So the best example, I think, is looking at his personas and talking right. about it and, as and Myers-Briggs. Briggs. yeah. And we can talk about introverts and extroverts, but let's talk about the Myers-Briggs side of things.
0: Yeah, he talks about that thinking, feeling, mm. um, whatever it was. sensing. Uh, judging, extended
1: yeah. disk is the best version.
0: Well, of I think it. it comes back to your point about people really didn't understand it. So he's probably one of the more republished psychologist where people Mm. have taken his work and kind of retranslated into a palatable way or maybe extended some of the research
3: yeah Mm.
1: so like extended disc is the best version of a i guess a link why people like when you do your standard disc training which is putting you as a dominant compliant influence Mm. or steady personality right effectively you can be whipped around Mm. um people go well you have one at home and you have one at work yeah (laughs) yeah like, so what you're seeing is that you're seeing if I was taking this test at home, this is what I'm like. If I'm taking this test as I integrate with society, this is what I like. For me, it's the same. Te- like, I get the same. I'm the same. Like, it even shows you in the test if you're in either circumstance, if you're at home. Uh, that's a sort of take on your unconscious bias mm-hmm. when you do that assessment. Uh, and I think if you've got to drive them to be the same person. Uh, and that person's a rounded person. Um, but to me, that was the biggest standout thing. Like if you think of, uh, all right, how many introverted visionaries are there? Super low extroversion, super high openness to experience. Mm. Carl Jung. Mm. Doesn't happen. So the guy's obviously dealt with his own problems and then become this rounded individual that can do it. So he's also an, he also applies everything he does to himself um before sort of sharing it out so for me like so if you bring in the, the big five into it mm. maybe there's components of your big five that don't make sense that you have to work on mm. and it's called improving your temperament and that's what temper is right and for the disorderly creatives they have to improve their conscientiousness and lower their neuroticism for the orderly doers they have to Uh, increase their openness to experience and likely increase their agreeableness if they're disagreeable because otherwise nothing ever gets done. What about
0: how his stuff plays into your answering the test based on your persona, which is your outward facing Mm. self as opposed to, Your intrinsic self. Well, this is what we talked about before. And it's kind of how you create the tests. Well, it's kind of why they create the tests in a fashion that's like answer the questions really quick.
2: And they ask the same question four different ways.
0: Yeah, because they're trying to get around that. But Mm. it works in reverse in the sense that if you are actually quite in tune with both of those selves, you can get a really true result and really identify things that you can work on and grow.
2: What about the idea of introversion, extroversion? So his theory of introverts and extroverts was one of the first that came out, but it's very different to what you consider the modern theories of introversion, and extroversion. I don't know Have
0: you the difference.
2: Yeah. So what he talks about is that introverts are people that look at the world subjectively, whereas extroverts are those who look at it objectively. Mm. So the idea of what Tom, you were saying of a introverted visionary probably aligns and there'll be a lot more people that you consider introverted based off of his theories, not off of the modern day theory of introversion
1: yeah like do i need to speak to anyone to be honest i don't speak to anyone when i get home Mm. i don't speak outside of when i need to and most of it's a conversation with myself about ideas so if that's what he means Mm. then you would count me an introvert well you've always considered yourself an introvert yeah.
0: But your persona
1: is an extrovert. But if I did the big five test, it's highly extroverted.
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: So maybe test it wrong. Uh,
0: is that because you want that test result though? No.
1: Because
0: it's part of the persona.
1: No, I made sure I did my test drunk. <laughs> no, I did. Uh, I'm yeah. laughing because it's true. Yeah. No, I made sure I did my test drunk. And the reason is, otherwise I'm not going to answer it properly. Mm. I'm going to game it. So I did drunk. You know too much about it. Yeah. 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 Which I don't know. Drunk Tom's highly extroverted. <laughs> there you go. That's true. That's true. And highly disagreeable. And still highly conscientious. I can fucking drink about like forty two beers. There is a point where you become quite agreeable, but you're pretty like you're pretty drunk by that point. Mm. <laughs> disagreeable, <laughs> you mean?
0: No agreeable. Mm. <laughs> it's right before you pass out.
2: <laughs> is there anything else you want to add on forward before we move on? You mean uh
0: Jung? Oh, sorry, young uh i don't know i don't know i like i'm a big i've been a big fan of him i think if people haven't done any research into him whatsoever it's worth a look because i think there's some really interesting stuff and i've always liked the biology stuff Mm. and he talks a lot about that whereas i feel like freud was at the end of the day just a little bit
2: should we do freud next week
0: maybe we should do freud yeah he speaks in deep stories
2: yeah Jung. yeah have you seen there's a netflix netflix show about Freud, I haven't, a, a I haven't drama. watched it,
0: but I did see that. Yeah, yeah. A no, the
2: thing it's I like a really, a really bad dub. The of, thing I of like about really? yeah, Austrian. Is he pulls <laughs> I it do
1: do? He pulls humanity above its animal and sexual main reason for their psychological traits.
0: Yeah, maybe that's why I like him because he says you like, have more control.
1: There is way more control. Yeah. you have way more control of your consciousness, and I think your comments about new uh, neurology is only going to help strengthen.
0: Yeah, some of his research
1: arguments over freud
0: yeah and they said there's a heap of stuff that hasn't even really been published of his works
1: that mm. well, just, haven't even gone one to. of the interesting things he says in his, one of his last interviews he's like i'm not gonna publish my sigmund letters yeah yeah savage well no i think <laughs> i think I, I think the guy was so smart that he realized that he would look better than sigmund and he didn't want to destroy someone that taught him a lot yeah and maybe sigmund's ego got in the way and that's how smart the guy was
3: yeah
2: um we need to analyze these mentor mentee relationships between psychologists. It was like Mihai, who we discussed last week, says he got all of his stuff from Jung, and they had a very close relationship. Yeah, but then at it's some at some point, they always diverge.
0: Well, that makes sense though, because Mihai was very um, into the other states of consciousness, mm. which was flow. Yep. Yeah, interesting.
2: So, question then: How do you think Bill Gates reacts with his shadow?
1: Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> or no, I don't know. Well, it, Bill Gates is an interesting guy. I I was just saying to Tom, like, like, I think we were like, I go, no one really likes Bill Gates. Like You never see like an article about, I like Bill Gates. This is what I learned from Bill Gates. Bill, Like go on Quora. Bill Gates was this great leader that told me all these things. You've even got ones on Bezos in there. Mm. Now, then you're like, oh, well, then I thought, oh, well, he has that little weird relationship with Warren Buffett, but that might just say a little bit more about Warren Buffett back to my last podcast where mm. I was sort of losing it about it. But <laughs> the, I don't think anyone likes Bill Gates. Yeah, It's odd that you can have that much um, money, right? And have built one of these huge companies and no one really ever talks about you. My, my dad has this like um, weird like radar when it comes to people. And I remember growing up I mean like one at 11, and he was talking about someone. And he goes, Ah, oh, fucking Bill Gates never gives anyone any money. Someone threatens to kill him now. He's paying everyone off. Hmm. And, like, so you, if you, there's this sort of moment in Bill Gates where he gets, uh, I don't know if you've seen him get caked. Yeah. 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 And then he realizes because he's walking around arrogantly about how rich he was and all this sort of stuff. Um, and you know. And everyone's like, well, why is everyone hating on Bill Gates right now? Well, because I don't think anyone's ever liked him, even if he's trying to do good or he's not. But then you sent me this argument, Luke, about how he wanted to reestablish the schooling system. Mm -hmm. And the idea and concepts of driving community-based schooling is quite novel. uh, Or just looking at history, it could work quite well. Um, But then he had everything defined right down to the detail mm. and no creativity in any of the organizations. Mm. So none of it worked. And then when it stopped working, do you know what?
2: He just moved on. See you later. Well, so this is the bit that
1: I think frustrates me all the
0: time is he's got all of these projects now that he's trying to do, not really having a defining impact on any one of them. Mm. And when you think back to his business and you compare it to some of the other exactly greats exactly. that we've talked about, it's kind of the same. Like, yeah, it was a big successful business, but it didn't really have a defining impact on humanity not that that's the measure for success or anything
1: but like i just it did excel and word but
0: yeah but not the same way that like like apple did like well, it changed how people's behavior so remember okay.
1: though the best the, it's an interesting company right yeah remember they were making uh, operating systems and chips yeah for other computer companies so they never actually the best way to think of it is that i don't think bill gates has ever made a finished product yeah maybe because none of those products are finished and if they are finished they're just a replication of someone else's Mm. so like if you think about it he doesn't see it through this school like what else hasn't he seen through so the real question is when he's going in this carl jung hero journey when it gets tough does he go through it does he try to smite all the dragons does he avoid the dragon does he try to trick the dragon by being the fool Mm. i would suggest he tries to trick the dragon by being the fool the one that didn't sit well with me
0: was all the um, all the medical research stuff he was doing in third world countries to try mm. and solve um, some global diseases, but also bypassing a lot of the rules around how you can test certain things on humans by paying off governments to be allowed to do it. And I was like, there's this weird, like, I don't know if you're doing it for the right reason.
1: I just think he has this complex where he thinks he's smarter than everyone else. Maybe, yeah. But reading all the articles... There's never anything that talks
2: about this is my, uh, Bill Gates' vision and this is what he's been able to achieve. I'd say 90% of the articles that talk about Bill Gates is about how rich he is. Mm. I remember like, when I was a kid growing up and you'd watch him on The Simpsons, it was always just references to his wealth. There was never references to what he'd done, which I think actually drives him to try to do things like i i feel like that's why he does the education things because he wants to actually do something that people remember him for but he's just not very successful at it.
0: maybe he's a little bit like still searching for the thing and he never quite got it
2: mm.
1: no i think he um has that concept where he needs to be accepted so i going to make a lot of money to be accepted mm-hmm. doesn't get accepted didn't work now i'm going to try to do these other things to be accepted doesn't mm-hmm. be accepted and what it really is is stop worrying about being accepted and pick a goal, aim at it and accomplish it and finish it. That's what I think. I, but in saying that, um, and like you only have to look at some of the, nearly like every education plate, like the Americans need to improve their education system. That's what pretty much like one of his big strategies, like we need to improve education. But then he puts the same metrics on it, like the data metrics, like a computer yeah. On childhood metrics, to the but it's the old it's the old metrics, so he hasn't innovated the metrics, which means you're not like you think about uh, the production line metrics how they change, not changing the metrics based mm-hmm. off where they are. Like one of the most the best way that so there was this school in the U.S. that had a uh, really low com- graduation rate, it was like less than ten percent, low income school. What the principal worked out was like, huh, all of these kids are in single parent families Mm. so they either have to work a service job at night or look after kids so they can't do anything with their hands so all of our homework doesn't work Mm. so what he did was he took the whole school year's curriculum and made the teachers right record it record it yeah so they could listen and watch it and then, you know what he did during the day? Rather than teach classes, they'd come to the classes and the, sh- the teachers would work one-on-one where people got stuck and couldn't understand it. Mate, right, they went from like 15% to 86%. Like, so, that's a huge change. But that's like, all right, we're gonna fund you to change your schools. The metrics we wanna improve graduation, one metric, how do you do it? That's it. Like, Because this, the idea of a school is so complex with so many other things that can affect yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that the, you know, there was that doco
0: on Bill Gates on Netflix. The only thing that I really liked about it was I think it was on Netflix. He reads a lot, right? Mm. But if you are really low in openness <laughs> to experience, but really intelligent, you read a lot. You're looking for answers. You're not trying to apply what you're reading to. Future and you're ideas question, and concepts. You're
1: questioning what anyone, anything you're reading, so he
0: never gets to root cause of problems because he's not creative. So he's it's like he's looking for answers to his problems in all of the books, as opposed to reading and thinking about what the answers are.
2: What do you think his time span is? A
1: huge man. It's I,
0: like so um, time span's about your ability to solve unpredictable problems. So mm. I think it's quite it's quite long. That's very different from having a unique idea. Mm
1: his time span is long but he hasn't got any abstract reason. or maybe some i don't know the guy's an odd guy like i just don't understand how he can do those things and still everyone hate you and the only the only question i can put on it is: you always think you're right or you take other people's ideas or you've got your money doing things that people would think are unethical so how much do you think of that as kind of the media
0: persona of him like has nobody really told the proper story or is the story not there? We keep trying to tell the proper story. You see that weird, like hes like him just running around. Yeah,
2: yeah. He's got his own website. Yeah. Gates knows.
0: So I, I yeah. think... And there's there's a reference to like, almost like a religion term. Was it like Gatesian
1: or something? Yeah, <laughs> he's a know. terrible storyteller. Like really bad. Oh out. yeah,
0: I don't think he builds meaningful relationships easily at and all. And he doesn't
1: care for them. Yeah. That's why it's never worked. Yeah. So you can say, well, he you know didn't buy a media company to improve his image. Yeah. I think well. It's the same thing of like, yeah. uh, all right, let's, if we, you need a media company, improve your image. The dude with the biggest media company in the world, everyone hates him. Mm. Murdoch, because he's the mm. same thing. I don't care about people, mm. I care about me. Well, there's actually a line here
2: that says that Gates is notorious for not being reachable by phone or returning phone calls. <laughs> you talk about some of the other people who have talked about on this podcast, like Rupert Murdoch at News Corp, Warren Buffett, Amazon and Jeff Bezos, Jobs and Apple. Could you imagine them, any of them, actively leaving those organizations? Whereas, what do you think it is about Bill Gates that just made him step away from Microsoft?
1: You no, know, he probably doesn't want to be on a sinking ship.
2: Or he,
0: or he like, didn't have another idea. So to my point, he to my point like, like he'd,
1: he'd optimized it.
2: He just said that he wanted to focus on his philanthropic work. That was the official reason he gave.
1: Well, Microsoft, like, what's the defining Microsoft product? Office. It's Like MS-DOS. That mm. yeah, was Microsoft. That was, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Now it's our Office. They didn't make the jump to the internet. Bing didn't, hasn't really worked. Um, internet Explorer, Couldn't beat shit. Google.
0: Internet Explorer, is shit. <laughs>
1: they haven't beat Apple. They own a substantial market share, but they really just took IBMs. reckon uh,
0: he just got tired. He's like, I've done all this, and I'm just but, never going to get there.
1: Well, I think he has a habit of. Um, this is what I think. It comes back to like being at school. <laughs> you study your ass off to do this test, and you nail the multiple choice. You nail, um, uh, you nail the multiple choice. You nail your, sh- you know, you nail your short answers because you do know, They're pretty logical, and then you get to the critical thinking piece, but the critical thinking piece is worth eighty percent. So you've got young fucking old mate sitting here, Bill Gates, who knows every iteration of multiple choice and every iteration of short answer, but he's, and he's read, he's written three million articles, right? To get to the the critical thinking sort of piece. And then you've got jobs, doesn't study, turns up, guesses the multiple choice, gets like half right, goes in, probably gets like 80 out of, you know, eight, eight out of 10 for the short answers and then just gets 100% for his critical thinking that he's not studied and written. And this comes just like, I'm he's on 99 and he's on 97. And he's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> that is the definition of this dude's life playing <laughs> out. But if he understands, but he doesn't respect him. Yeah. Or I wouldn't say in the case of Bill Gates, he respected him too late, right? Which is-
0: Didn't realize it was another version of intelligence genius. and genius, yeah. yeah.
1: And But this guy does. Yeah. Right. And this is the interesting thing because the only times Jobs is like,
0: it sucks you have to work that hard. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, I think they both worked as hard. Yeah. But just he didn't think that someone sitting there thinking or speaking to customers or spending time on Quaaludes was working. (laughs) But it was. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the difference between those guys and the rest of the world, though. So like, you've got to think about it. Even Bill, like how can someone rebuild the education sector, right? Not use technology to build it, to do it, which is really odd because you would think that he would provide a tech approach to it. Mm. <laughs> like, fucking. and he left, he didn't go to university. He got in, he got into the best schools. He left. So Bill Gates is an unusual dude. Like he's a he's a creative person, not super abstract, but smart enough to know that a lot of the rules and systems don't work, but he has to experience them to see them. So he had to get into the university to go, this isn't worth my time. Whereas Job just realized it's not worth my time. So I'm just going to whatever class I want and I'm just doing it for the experience. And I'm gonna build this, this and this. And I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna take calligraphy or I'm just gonna like, Mm. so it's a really interesting conundrum because you've never had two people that are so smart, that are so different in the same industry at once. Mm. And i would I'd say
0: it probably hasn't happened
1: i would say again. yeah well yeah you're probably completely right and yeah. then you think about it they sort of learn off each other to a certain point like microsoft has gone way better at branding way better at design than it used to be it used to be really clunky didn't want to help anyone but they both approached they the approach, approach, the approach they to, they to approach those approach problem, problem solving was different though so like mm. the, the the problem solving and this is where i think bill gates uh his biggest positivity is unraveled everything about microsoft was always open source Mm. The reason it was always open source is that's how engineers think. I learn a hard lesson, I'm going to share a hard lesson. That's actually his most positive quality. Mm. Uh, and people have always missed it. They never talk about that. Like, that was the fundamental aspect of Microsoft that played to a certain part of the market, which means your gamers, your modders, your hackers could all build on. And then Jobs is like, nah, I'm building a Ferrari. I'm not building a sedan that you can modify. And my closed world is better than yours. Mm. The cool thing about this, but he worked out status symbols. So if I have a closed society, people will pay more for it and I earn more money. So you can argue then, well, maybe you played business wrong. Jobs, um, Gates went the volume. Well, Gates went, uh, I actually want to bring computers to hmm. maybe everyone. Jobs is like, I want to bring computers to everyone, but only if they're as cool as me. Yeah. Now that's always missing the discussion. Did the guy have to build a business? Yes. Was the business profitable like all the time?
3: Yeah. Hmm. Yes. Apple wasn't. Yeah.
1: Right. Did he make big bets? Not really. Some what he would consider he has. Now, there is a. I would say that him losing that game has probably shaken his fucking confidence, like it's going out of fashion. Um, and probably, I, I he's always tried to like uh, become more creative, but he's always done the superficial thing. Like I'm going to do the big product announcement, or I'm going to change the colors. That's not what the creative was. Yeah. The creative was, is that anyone in Apple is a company where the best ideas win. And they fucking argue ferociously with each other. That doesn't happen at Microsoft. Everything at Microsoft is orderly, clerical, almost like a fucking monastery. Mm. And... Gatesism. Well, yeah. (laughs) Well, my point is, I don't necessarily think he's a bad person. I think he has the same problem as probably Murdoch, which is in the school ground, if you keep doing that, And people just flock to jobs. And you can't logically understand fucking why. Mm. And then he beats you in the exam for 12 years straight. And you just, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to, you're going to go two ways. One, I'm going to control everything, which is what I would suggest Gates has probably done. And if you're controlling everything, you're not going through that journey where you're constantly learning. So rather than seeing the education stuff through and going, well, what did we do wrong? Doubling down on it. Well, maybe this isn't the problem for me because I'm not the one that fucked up. All these other people fucked up you just didn't do what i said and if you think about gates that's pretty much who he is so if you think about what our concept is today about um having creative ideas and uh having the hero journey and having parts of your psychology you can control i think the best way of describing it is that gates always was building himself against other people not building himself
0: so I think that's right because I think all the things that I think about for him are system-related. I don't think he can impact culture. Yeah. Jobs impacted culture. Mm. Um, so it's like Musk is impacting culture, Yep. even though he's an engineer. Mm. Um, so I think I would say that Bill Gates is a translator in our terminology and he can look at systems and understands how systems are supposed to be improved and interact and, you know, he's an, he's an analyst and an engineer. Yes, but definitely. I don't think he's got high openness to experience. And I don't think he cares about people enough from an EQ point of view to understand culture.
1: I think it's, yeah, but it's like that. He never realized that he was conscious mm. and it's not based off his past, mm. which is Sigmund Freud, right?
0: Because he, now he's, he's in this point where he wants to have big impact and he has no idea how to have it.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. And then the second, but he's better than Buffett though, because he's trying. This is a difference. Well, I yeah, I was going to say, Buffett doesn't even give Yeah. Yeah, So, (laughs) And then the second bit is, well, I'm going to keep shooting. So like, you know, job's highly neurotic, highly extroverted, becomes more introverted, becomes less neurotic, becomes a composed CEO,
3: Mm.
1: right? Gates is just sort of doing this. Mm. And what that means is that you're comparing yourself against other people. But by the time you're 30, no matter who you are, you can't do that anymore. Mm. You can't compare yourself against anyone at 30. Your life is so different to everyone else that if you're not conscious by 30, then you're never going to get out of chaos. So my read is that this guy, they were both extraordinarily wealthy by the time they were 30. And one guy lost his company at 30. The other guy didn't lose his company at 30. This guy made him assess who he really was and then changed like a billion times. This dude just sort of got, kept getting mandated, but no one was really telling him the truth.
2: I think that it's, not a, or it's not a coincidence that he became the richest person in the world because he probably used that as his barometer for success and drove him to do yeah. so. And now he's well, at a like, point in life where he's the richest man in the world. He doesn't know what to do because the barometer of success is what's the impact you've had. And he's trying to get the, to well, that point. The, the
1: easiest way to think about it is it's just like this way brings back to him and then comparing himself against people. Mm. Microsoft isn't the richest place in the world. Mm. He's the richest man. Apple is one of the richest companies in the world. Jobs wasn't one of the richest men. Significant, yeah. Huge difference, right? And if you look at it right now, Bezos, richest man in the world. But like, so he's, oh, his share value's gone up and then coos, gone. Yeah. Whereas you've got like it's very, it's very interesting when you see that. If I
0: try to bring it back to Jung, I think Gates has been so focused on his environment and how to shape his success around his environment, but nowhere near as focused on himself and how people work. Yeah, Jobs mm-hmm. was all about how people work, but
1: I think he was focused on himself in the context of someone else.
0: We so that's so his so his persona maybe like his outward persona like and his he, ego as opposed to his so actual. He's
1: always focusing on someone
0: else,
3: yeah.
1: Rather than just going, well, that didn't work, and then he's like, well, maybe it did work. I'm the richest man in the world. So like it's the the thing is, but that's not the money's not the thing. Mm. The like, and this is the difference between stop looking at the past, which is Freud, um, and start looking at the future, which is Young and you can be a um you can have multiple personalities and one of those personalities can be a visionary introvert
3: mm.
1: or a, a common extrovert right so think of it this way when i'm on the piss i can talk about anything and i can speak with the most common person i was quite fortunate enough to grow up in a low socioeconomic area to develop that ability right but on a if I'm at a table with a whole bunch of smart people, I can be an introverted visionary. Mm. It's like when you speak. Sometimes my speeches are bang on because when I speak to a bunch of veterans, I can go, "This is the real huge concept," but this is how it affected me as a soldier. Enter swear phrase,
3: mm.
1: right? That's the, that's the that's like that's two different people. So I, I um I don't know. I think that may be what it is. I I don't know. Like I don't think the guys that like he's the the real question is. Is it that deep ingrained, which is he's focusing on his ego and how other people view him? Is he spending money so he's known for other things than just being the richest man in the world? Or is I he, think he's trying? Or is he wrestling with himself to work out what he's supposed to do? Uh, well, I I reckon it's the former. The cynical in me says the former. Yeah, because I don't. No one likes him. No one likes him.
2: Mm. Oh, there's plenty of articles that talk about how he was... More well, bit... people like
1: Trump than they like him.
2: Well, there's <laughs> a whole bunch of people that talk about how much of an arsehole he was to work for. The same as Jobs. Yeah. But no one sits here and... But then there's so many articles that talk about how Jobs changed their life and was a visionary leader for them. No one talks about that. It was just, no, he's just a bit of an arsehole to work for. Yeah. I wonder if that'll change after he dies. No. He's going to just disappear. It's because he doesn't invest in relationships, like you said before. Maybe and Microsoft... Has... So the only
1: thing that'll keep like his image going is if Microsoft keeps going. Hmm. But I don't reckon it will.
3: Hmm.
1: Have all the money in the world can't make an impact on it. That must hurt. Well, it's like, <laughs> well, it's interesting that he steps away from the company. He can't. If you really built it, you can never step away from the company. Mm. And like he has stepped himself, he's like I think fully he's, away. Yeah, I think yeah. he has no shareholder. He's like a one percent is less than one. It's like zero zero point something. Like it's. Very minimal shareholders. It's trends. It's like the amount of shareholding that a board would make you keep to make sure that you're there for a public markets that only know Microsoft as Bill Gates. Mm. Like, like, and yeah. so, like, the most logical thing is the shareholding. Oh, it
2: was, it was one thing for him to step aside as the CEO, and I, like, you can understand that. But the fact that just a couple of years ago, he stepped aside as a board member, so he's got absolutely no involvement. Yeah, yeah he's so. a
1: board member. Yeah. But he's, he's stepped aside from his shareholding. Mm. Like, he's out. There's no, (laughs) he's out, dude. Like, there's no like you can be a shareholder and be a board observer. You don't need to be on the board. Mm. I wouldn't want to be on the board at that point. Like, I'd be fucking chopped.
0: But you'd still be coming back and kicking around and seeing some people and like whole
1: thing. Do you reckon he turns up to the office that much goes for a walk that long? (laughs) You wouldn't just give it up. Mm. You can't. It's like having an empire, building an empire, and going. All right, I'm gonna be a monk. And I'm taking all my gold with me. None of you are allowed to have the gold.
2: It's not very monkish.
1: Yeah. That's why it doesn't make sense. It's yeah, yeah. literally why it doesn't make sense. It's too complex for people to understand. Like he reminds me of that Scrooge McDuck. Who's that rich duck? Yeah. It's uh, Is it Scrooge? Yeah. And he like jumps into the coins and like breaks his back. Like, that's what he, That's what I remind. That's what uh, I, remind I think me.
2: that that one episode when he's on The Simpsons where he goes and buys out Homer's little internet business that he just started but doesn't actually buy it out, just goes and takes it over and beats him up. He's <laughs> like, Simpsons nails it all every time.
1: <laughs> but it's like the the idea around that pandemic stuff, right? And this is probably the, the way to finish it yeah. sort of up. It. So I don't think he's ever become his whole self. So if you put the big five on him, he's going to be this weird doer personality whose IQ is just like substantial. Mm. and he's he's going to be able to be a linguistic learner as well like he's going to have multiple ways of him learning like that's this real guy but one of the one of the most interesting things about it is like the reason everyone's hating him at the moment right For investing in pandemics but like and there's a whole bunch of Mm. things that that make it look suspicious but like the guy's probably just pulling the thread going well that doesn't work and that doesn't work And that doesn't work. And that doesn't work. And that doesn't work. And then I don't think he's an evil guy. No, and and he's adding them all together. He's like, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. And then, oh, it looks like you've just bought the whole supply chain. But he had to buy the whole supply chain to change it. What he hasn't done, though, for the last 10 years is tell the visionary story again and again and again. Mm. So, like, this is why I'm doing it. Complete focus. This is why I'm doing it. No, he. This is why everything else is not working. I don't think he knows. The,
2: the ironic thing. The ironic thing is
1: he knows. I don't think. He the knows. ironic thing is we can wrap it up here is that
2: he understood the pandemic and he probably could have prepared the world for the pandemic and that would have been his legacy right now. Yeah, but he didn't. He just invested in things and made a bit of money out of it. Maybe. I reckon he's in a
1: bit or of maybe a maybe he panic didn't state. move fast enough, and maybe he couldn't see how bad it could get because he's not abstract enough. Mm. And then maybe he's just so logical. That everything is always a split bet. Which is, if you truly embrace both personalities, you might have to be completely not logical. Mm. Or illogical is a better way of saying it. Mm. Uh, which is the chaos side, in order to get the perfect answer. Which is what brings me back to him at school again. Yeah, yeah. Same. That fucking critical essay man would have <laughs> fucked with his shit. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, it would have. Been. I remember I did a whole critical essay about Anchorman. And it was like review something for satire based off journalism i'm like shit. i know every phrase from End command and all teachers care about is quotes quotes because that's like oh you've studied whereas i write this whole thing i'm like the first this title of it was if ron burgundy says it it's the truth (laughs) which is actually a quote from the movie (laughs) but like i made that all up i got like 99 (laughs) in that english assessment and i pissed off every Grammatical nerd. I did the
2: same exam and I did frontline. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: logical. <laughs> suck up. 2560. Oh, you would have been upset because you would have got 90 and I would have who got 99. Frontline's a comedy. It was, it was a that everyone knows. <laughs> who knows frontline? Who puts the Anchorman in? Yeah. No one is yeah. the
0: answer. Do we need to do archetypes? Not really. Nah, let's we, wrap it up.
1: Yeah.
0: Leave it there. Good session.
1: Carl, you Young know is an indication to our archetypes. Absolutely. So if you wanted to follow this on with a conversation about why we build them, that would probably be pretty helpful.
0: Mm. Absolutely. So that excellent wow. thanks Luke. Thanks. Fucking <sighs> man. <laughs>